to be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. No subject is terrible if the story is true, if the prose is clean and honest, and if it affirms courage and grace under pressure. Welcome to Narrative Analysis with Nate. Here's your host, Nate Privet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Narrative Analysis with Nate. I'm your host, Nate Privet, and this is the show where I attempt to take modern media. This is our TV shows and our movies. I want to look at them with the same critical eye that we've looked at our classic works. I want to give our stories the same attention, the same love that we've given the stories that we read in school and in classes. Last week, I went over Rango, which is a early 2010s animated film about a lizard, a chameleon, that gets stuck in the desert and has to play the role of sheriff and in the process discover himself. Recommend y'all give that a watch if y'all haven't, both the movie and my episode. And um, this week, we will be taking a look at The Truman Show. It features Jim Carrey in what was considered his first real dramatic role. Jim Carrey is known for a lot of uh, comedic roles, and this movie absolutely has the comedy in it. But the specific classification is a psychological comedy drama. We're going to be taking a look at this movie and looking at it through the lens of reader response and reader expectation. And if I can just kind of put in my own little comment here, the reason I chose reader response, reader expectation, is because that center, that this medium of literary analysis centers mostly around me, <laughs> the reader, or the audience, um, or you, um, and what exactly you are able to get out of it. In a little bit, I'll be going over the details of that. Um, but that's the gist of it. And I love The Truman Show. Uh, I mean, I talked about how much I loved Rango. The Truman Show as well is a favorite of mine. And I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. I chose Reader Response because I wanted to have a fun time with this. In a bit, I'll be going over the story of The Truman Show. And then I will be giving context to Reader Response, Reader Expectation. And finally, I will be telling y'all how the two, the literary analysis and the story, play together. The Truman Show. It is a 1998 psychological comedy drama. It centers around Truman. Truman Burbank. The context behind the plot is this. A child is born, and this child lives his entire life, from birth to death, on television. A 24-7 recording, live broadcast to the public, of his first steps, of his first time, his first words, of his first day in class, of his first day in college, his first love, everything that he goes through from brushing his teeth in the morning and talking to himself in the mirror to his business day job that he has to do is recorded. But he doesn't know that. His life is genuine and he lives on a small, well, it's a, it's a town. He lives in a town that's fabricated to seem real. He doesn't know that his life revolves around. He just thinks he's living a normal life, Truman. But everyone else around him are all actors. Everything here is fabricated around him. The movie about the show takes place on the 30th anniversary of the show, which means that Truman is 29. 
so his love that he his he's married and his his wife is an actor he his job is entirely fake nothing that he does actually merits any importance but he goes every day and he works for the sake of realism he has a friend who he grabs beers with that he talks with you know hangs out with that has a job of his own that's entirely fabricated this is the premise of the show or the premise of the movie about the show sorry the movie itself it's not just watching him go about his day like the show the reason that it starts as the show approaches its 30th anniversary truman is 29 because things start to fall apart and so one of the lights that represents a star falls onto the the road there's a malfunction somewhere where it's not explained why and on that is a little, um, I think it's a piece of tape that has the name of a star. So a star falls from the sky. But instead of it being this dramatic thing, it's this kind of awkward um, uh, break from reality. This is not the first time throughout his life. And this is a big, important thing throughout the, sh- the, the, the plot of the movie. That while the world is watching Truman, not everybody thinks this is a moral thing to do which is our first kind of step into the, the themes behind the plot plays out. But we're going to go to a quick break. Um, I'll be back. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, stay tuned, and I'll see you all in a bit. Welcome back to Narrative Analysis with Nate, right here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Take it away, Nate. And we are back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Narrative Analysis with Nate. Uh, I just got done talking about how the Truman Show first starts and then was starting or trying to get into the, the themes behind the plot. But before we do that, I just kind of wanted to give y'all a fun fact. I've been trying to do these. I will be trying to do these after our breaks just to get us back in. So The Truman Show, as I said before, is a comedy drama. It has a, a message that it wants to tell, and it tells it dramatically and well, but it has a lot of humor and lightheartedness in it. Well, that wasn't always the case. In one of the first pitches that this movie had, it was meant to be a psychological thriller horror movie. Because the premise of your entire life is being watched for entertainment, and you don't know, and everything around you is a lie. If you take that outside of the, the, the context of The Truman Show as we've seen it, that's terrifying. It went just far enough for, people to, for the directors to realize that this wasn't exactly what they wanted, and so of course it turned into something a lot more digestible, what we have today, the comedy drama. And personally, I think I prefer it this way. The... I can see the appeal of the the horror aspect of it, but it carries a, I think it has a really important message behind it. And the horror, I think, my personal opinion, is that would have just gotten into the way of trying to tell that, that more meaningful story. Um, but yeah, there's the fun fact. And what is that meaningful story, I should say? Well, um, the, the plot of the show revolves around tr- the... The curtain starting to tear, the veil over Truman's eyes that hide from him reality, um, and this fake world starts to fall apart. The light, uh, there's a light fixture that falls from the sky in college. Um, So this is kind of shown through flashbacks. 
in college, there was a, a woman that he, um, I guess, had feelings for that he wasn't supposed to, that the, the Christoph, the director of this show, um, had not planned for. It was a, she was an extra just on the show as a side character, someone who to fill the space so that it's felt real, both for Truman and the audience. But he had feelings for her and tried to pursue her. And it turns out that this, this person, Sylvia is her name, was one of the people that didn't think it was moral for Truman to be on the show. So this, this person that he has feelings for, there's this point where um, she breaks character, they both run away off to the beach together, and she tells Truman that it's all fake, he doesn't understand. So that's kind of been in the back of his head ever since college, but it hasn't really taken hold. And so with that in the back of his mind, things start to fall apart. Of course, there's a light fixture, um, another day, the radio, which normally plays classical music to allow Truman to calm down um, while he drives, just, you know, stay relaxed. It starts to play a play-by-play of exactly what Truman is doing. And he catches on when he turns left onto a street and um, the cue describes him turning left onto the street exactly as he does it and telling people to start getting ready. And so things like this start to happen. He starts to test the limits of this, where he'll go on a he goes on an impromptu road trip with his wife and tries to take her by surprise. And all of a sudden, traffic gets stopped up. And then he um, goes through this roundabout, and it and he acts like he's going to go home. So all the all the extras pull back into their spots, so traffic's no longer there, so they can go do other things. And then he turns right around and goes back to the road and notices how the traffic is gone all of a sudden. Things stop making sense to him because he starts noticing the fractures in this false reality. This causes stress with him and his wife. And in, during this all, um, his father comes back. When Truman was at a young age, there was a scripted event, part of the story, where his father and him, they went out fishing for a bit and Kristoff controls the weather. So as they were out fishing, the weather, the waves got bigger and bigger. A storm started to brew. And during this event, um, Truman's father fell overboard and drowned. What does this matter? Well, it's time we start talking about reader response and reader expectation. Now, there's a couple different kinds of theories of reader response. So for what it's worth, the kind of reader response is called transactional reader response theory. Now, transactional reader response, there is a transaction, if you will, between what the texts, or sorry, the entertainment, the media's inferred meaning is, and the individual interpretation. So the individual gives something to the meaning of the text, and the meaning of the text gives something to the individual's interpretation. It's this give and take between the story and the reader. That's what I'm going to be um, highlighting, because I think that my response kind of plays into this transaction. So that's what reader response um, and theory is. How do we connect transactional reader response theory to The Truman Show? Well, (laughs) like I said at the beginning, transactional reader response is a lot of connecting the text to your input. So I kind of chose this. I had, I had been saving, I was going to save this um, for uh, a long time until I found the, the perfect piece of literature that I just wanted to talk about 
But then I realized that I just wanted to talk about The Truman Show. Um, and I thought I might do it sooner, just kind of get it out of the way, if you will. So The Truman Show. What did I get out of The Truman Show? And what did The Truman Show give to me? Well, if you've been kind of trying to think or put together the dots for The Truman Show, um, and you're at all familiar with the Greek philosopher Plato, big name in, in philosophy, then I, you might be able to see some dots connecting. So Plato, his, one of his most famous works, The Republic, has him talking about his idea of the cave. And so the way that, that Socrates, which is the kind of voice of Plato here, the Socrates is the character that Plato is writing from, the perspective of. So Socrates supposes that what if we had people living in a cave, chained so that they could only see a wall for their one wall, the back of the cave, their entire lives. Now, suppose that behind them, where they cannot see, is a fire, and this fire shines light onto the wall, and in between them and the fire are people, and these people will carry objects so that they shine the shadows onto the wall. Now, these people, having not seen anything but this all their lives, would suppose these shadows to be real. And they would give names to these shadows in the same way that we give names to real things. And that would be those real things. The shadow of a jar would not be a shadow of a jar. It would be the jar itself. Because they would not know that there is something beyond that which produces the shadow. And so, they go their lives just sitting there, playing their games. And one day, one of them miraculously, is able to break free of his chains. Now he steps out into the light and sees the real world for what it is. And the shadows no longer seem like real, but like the shadows that they are. To his surprise, he finds that reality is far more than just shadows. Now, when I um, watched The Truman Show in preparation for this, I could not help but see the parallels there. Because Truman is living in a false reality, is living staring at shadows. And these shadows are orchestrated by people holding it up to the light. What are the parallels in the story here? Well, Socrates says that it will be an arduous and difficult process to get adjusted to the light of the sun, because this person, whose chains are free, will be so used to the flame and the kind of dim light of the cave. Now, in this context. Uh, how does Truman struggle? Well, he has a mental breakdown. There's a scene where Truman breaks down, and it's this very painful, difficult scene, and it eventually leads to Truman and the character Merrill getting a divorce because the actor can't handle it. There's times where Truman starts to doubt everything around him. He goes to his buddy, this friend of his that he'd ha he's had for his entire life, and talks about how he thinks people are watching him. So it's this very kind of painful, again, it's funny at times because he starts kind of questioning everything around him. There's this joke that maybe the, that old lady in the corner that's just grabbing groceries could be a spy, but it's funny because she is. <laughs> Truman is right to judge or doubt everyone and anyone because all of them are fake, though he doesn't know it at the time. Now, this represents his struggle. So there's that parallel. Now, one thing that we don't get to see is the parallel of what happens once Truman steps out of the cave. 
And I think that that's one of the movie's strong points is its ending. So at the at, throughout this all, Truman, after he has his mental breakdown and leaves Merrill, is on a boat sailing out. He has conquered his aquaphobia, his fear of water, that the death of his father instilled in him at a young age. And Kristoff cues the storm now. He creates the most vicious storm. The thing that killed Truman's father is now raging on around him, and he still goes. And after a while, his boat hits the edge where the paper that has a sky painted on it gets broken by his boat. And he steps off onto a ledge and he finds a door. And Truman looks up, gives a farewell, and walks off stage. And the movie ends. We don't know where Truman went. It seems to be a happy ending. It's, we're, we're celebrating, we're excited, but Truman still has to wrestle with reality. And there's that inconclusiveness to it. Now, there's some parallels there with Plato's Cave, but I think there's also some kind of portents to the future, if you will. You see, because um, this is reality television, if you will. The real world loves reality TV. I'm no longer talking about The Truman Show. I'm talking about our world. Um, Big Brother, Survivor are things that um, where it's like we're watching real people and real drama or in quotations, real drama. There was a show called The, the Joe Schmo Show. And in this show, it's, it's a reality television hoax. And the concept behind it is that there is a person or people that are led to believe that they are contestants on a reality television show, when in reality, everyone else is a part of, is, is in on it. They're all actors. And it's eerily similar to the premise of The Truman Show. But these examples are to show how, in the real world, reality television is successful. Well, the movie is condemning this. Truman Show, The Truman Show condemns this. Kind of these lies. And I also think there's a, another side beyond just reality TV. Um, but younger generations with access to things like YouTube and access to streaming content where you can watch someone just kind of go about their day. So, yeah, The Truman Show is, is a portent to some issues that the real world is facing now. It's, I mean, because we want to see people. We want to interact with people. It's our nature. But it's a lot easier to have this proto-interaction where we are, we're not interacting with someone, but we are watching someone else live their life with real emotion so that we get that real connection without having to put in any of the, the, the work. So yeah, the, the Truman Show both, I mean, the reason that I wanted to talk about it is because I think it, it does such an eloquent job of drawing on history to tell the future. Of It was created in 1998, where these things exist, where these concepts of reality television were in the works, um, but hadn't really come to fruition. And it uses the past to tell of the future. And it's such a, it's such a powerful warning. And it takes these issues seriously of people wanting entertainment and people wanting real entertainment and people being willing to watch. And at the ends, it ends the, the, the show. And it ends the movie on a very kind of harsh ending, I think. Because after we see Truman walk out, um, 
walk out of reality or walk out of his fake reality and into real reality. It cuts to um, a couple um, guards just watching the show on television. And the show ends and they look at each other and say, what else is on? Because we, as the audience, by watching the Truman Show, are engaging in exactly that false reality that Truman is experiencing. And so we, we ask, what else is on? At the very end of the movie, it criticizes its audience. How it says, this isn't just a, a movie. This isn't just a movie about a fake television show. This isn't just a movie about a fake television show with audiences. You are an audience of a movie with a fake reality, about a fake reality, with a fake audience. So what else is on? And that's why I think it's important. It reflects back on the real world in ways that are respectful, but also very foretelling and very um, impactful, if meaningfully. Uh, and that's where I'm going to end today's episode. This has been kind of my opportunity to rant a bit, <laughs> if you will. Like most of the movies, or I don't know, pieces of entertainment. I would recommend you go enjoy it for yourself and really let it resonate with you. To kind of foretell of next week, if you will, the secret life of Walter Mitty is what we'll be doing next. I hope, I'm going to try and get a guess this on this time. I have a, uh, a buddy that really likes the movie. So yeah, hoping to get him on to talk about it with me. I haven't decided what literary interpretation we'll be looking at it yet, so I'm not going to say that. So yeah, that's uh, that's the Truman Show. That's the whole kit and caboodle. Thank you all for watching, and I, I hope to catch you all next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>